Welcome to the podcast of Vertical Life Church. We hope and pray these messages encourage and challenge you to find your glorious purpose in Christ Jesus. For more information, visit us on the web at www.vlchurch.tv. I love that we are safe in His presence. And today is uncertain times. This is new for all of us. And I just believe that God has a word of comfort for us this morning. I know that there are pastors all over the United States that were thrown for a loop whenever they were told they couldn't meet in a building. It, it's a first for a lot of us, but God, His Spirit can penetrate through walls. And His promises are not restricted to what our government is permitting or not permitting. God can work powerfully in and through any situation. And I just believe that God wants to in, invite himself into our living rooms this morning and to bring us that peace, that reassurance that he's still in control, he's still on the throne. I want to encourage you to uh, continue to keep that uh, peace guarded in your heart. There are many things that we read about online. This coronavirus pandemic has literally in just a few months, crippled the world. If you have been paying attention to the news, you see everything from seeing thousands of people have lost their lives. Nations are locking down, preventing their citizens from even leaving their homes except for vital uh, essentials like going to the grocery store or seeking medical attention. Economies are crashing down. Maybe some of you have been watching your 401k and, and seeing that go down and down and down when not long ago it was going up and up and up. We are seeing schools close and some states have chosen for the year to close schools down for the rest of the year. So kids are not going to be going to school. They're trying to find uh, technological ways of continuing education. But at this point, a lot of that is still up in the air. You might have experienced going to the grocery store like we did and going for essentials and not having what they uh, normally have on the shelves and being shocked at not being able to find things such as toilet paper and simple things like that. And the more we get exposed to these types of realities, the more fear can begin to set in and the more we can become overtaken by fear. When the continuous bombardment, these types of messages, is the main voice that we're hearing, it's easy to become overwhelmed. It's easy to become anxious and afraid. And it's not long before that grip really begins a stranglehold on your heart, that grip of fear. Now, for Christians, for believers, if you've placed your faith and trust in Christ, in the Word of God, it says God has not given us a spirit of fear, which means fear is not from the Lord. Jesus, as he's teaching in the New Testament, he tells us not to even worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough troubles for tomorrow. Today has enough Troubles for us to worry about. Leave tomorrow for tomorrow. And Paul to the church of Philippi in Philippians 4 tells anxious for nothing. But that's easier said than done, isn't it? It's easier said than done to, to see all this stuff going on in the world and not feel fear at all, not be afraid at all. Well, how do we do that? How do we live in a world that is going through the things that we're going through and not be afraid? And so this morning, I want to encourage us from the Word of God. We won't be long. Uh, but I want to encourage us, using fear as an acronym, using each letter in the word fear as an acronym to remind us of what we need to do as children of God to circumvent fear from taking a grip on our lives. And 
I want to break this down into just a practical way and redefine fear for us as believers in Christ. Instead of fear being the feeling we feel when we're afraid, I want it to become a warning signal or like a rag that, hey, we need to stop and we need to do something. We need to not get into fear and, and go along with all the crazy thoughts that swirl through our minds, but we need to stop and do something. And so we're going to talk about fear being that we need to first enter Abba's rest. First enter Abba's rest. I want you to say that with me. First enter Abba's And we're going to talk about each one of those here quickly. When you start feeling that anxious feeling or worrying about tomorrow, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, where you're going to find the essentials, I want you to stop and first enter Abba's rest. Before we get into this, we're going to pray. Just ask the Spirit of God to continue the work that He's doing this morning. Holy Father, Lord, we just recognize You this morning. God, I know this is a word for You because there's a lot of fear in the world today. There's a lot of unrest. I have... Uh, friends and family who are afraid to leave their doors because of the things that are going on. And we should take precaution. We should listen to our government and, and be cautious, but not let that precaution turn into paranoia. To not let what's happening in the world dominate our thoughts and minds to really kind of unravel uh, the, the very blessings and the very, uh, just the faith that we hold on to and in our security that we feel in the world. So Holy Spirit, we just... Open our hearts to you this morning. Jesus, we invite you to come and bring that peace that you promised. God, that your arms would surround us like the wings of a mother hen, God, and that you would enclose us in, just like Psalm 91 says, that we who rest in the shadow of the earth are hidden safe under your wings, God, that your wings would cover us this morning. And just unpack this, minister to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to break this down for you point by point. Hopefully you'll be able to see the notes on the screen. We also have notes live through Uversion, the Uversion Bible app, so you can follow along there as well. But uh, the first letter in the word fear is F, and it means first. And this isn't going to be profound or blow your mind, but the word first literally means the most important, coming before all others in sequence. It's the very first thing that you do. It's the most important. It's the most prominent. Think about what you did whenever you first heard about this whole scenario, this whole situation. Where Did you just stay glued to the news? Did, did you start making your grocery list? Well, what was it that you first began to do? You know, my wife and I, we, we decided that we were going to kind of be chill about it. We weren't going to go crazy. And we're just going to take it a day at a time. We're just going to believe that this is going to pass over. It's not going to be as big of a deal as many are making it out to be. But then we went to the grocery store and saw how shelves, whole shelves, were cleared through. And, and we were trying to get our, our grocery list done. My wife had a shopping list for the week, planned some meals, and we couldn't find something as simple as chicken breast. Just you know, plain old chicken breast. And so... That, that lack of being able to find what we needed at the place we always went to started to stir up a, a little anxiety in me and some worry in me. And so we, we thought, well, if we can't find it here, we'll go somewhere else. And so we went to another store and we couldn't find it there. And so we're like, what are we going to do? And so we went to another store. Lo and behold, we were calling places trying to find out when are you going to have meat? When are you going to have all this stuff? And I could feel the anxiety and tension begin to rise up a little bit. And so I wish that 
uh, I had remembered the simple things that God had in my mind, or in the Word, because my mind was beginning to swirl around with these types of fears, and I was beginning to act on that fear. You know, when people uh, really become overcome with fear, it's not, it's not uncommon that we begin to act out of that fear. You can tell paranoia sets in when you have someone going down the shopping aisle with a cart full of toilet paper. That's kind of abnormal. It's kind of unusual. But it's that fear that's driving those behaviors. And so the first thing that we need to do is, is enter Abba's rest. It's the first things first. Before you do anything else, before you make your shopping list, before you make your phone calls, before you start calling your friends and family and wondering what you should do, even before you call your pastor, you need to do this first. Number two is the word enter. Enter is a verb. It's an invitation to do something. To enter, it requires a thought and then an action. It's a proactive action. So the first thing we have to do is we have to make a conscious, proactive action whenever we begin to feel fear. So how do we enter? Or what do we enter? Well, we know from the Word of God that we are to enter His presence. The presence of God is where peace can be found. So we're going to enter, and the way we enter is we stop what we're doing, first things first, and we enter His presence by turning off the noise. A few months ago, about a year or so ago, my wife began really talking to me about how I was listening too much to talk radio, and I like talk radio. I like listening to the news, finding out what's happening in the world. I like staying up to date on the, the different issues with our government and, and what was going on with the different um, presidential uh, investigations and, and staying up to date on that. And my wife would tell me, you know, you're listening to that quite a lot. And you're listening to that too much and it's starting to affect you. And I didn't believe her. I, I was kind of arguing with her. I was like, oh, no, no, it's not bothering me at all. But as I began to listen to her and pray through whether or not there was some truth in that, I began to discern that, that it really was kind of affecting my spiritual and my mental, uh, emotional health because I was constantly focused on the drama of the day and not focused on uh, positive things. So I had this constant influx of negativity. And so I had to off the radio and I had to quiet my mind and to you know, get back into a sense of balance in my spiritual health and my emotional health and in my mindset. And so when we do this first, when we stop what we're doing and we enter God's rest, we're turning off the noise, all the negative voices that are coming at us, that are influencing us, and we're blocking those out to enter into the place where God's voice can speak to us. We, we're going to pray. We're going to worship. We're going to open the scriptures and read the Bible. We're going to pray the scripture, pray his promises, maybe even sing his promises. We're going to take a proactive stance to block out the noise and enter into that place where God's voice can speak and He can, and we can encounter Him in our, in, our, in our present circumstances. We're going to take that proactive approach to enter and realign ourselves, our spirit, our mind, our heart into that place that is in alignment with God's truth. And it's a powerful place to be in. And we're going to realize that God, in that moment, in the place of fear, in the place of unrest, that God is not some distant force, but God is an intimate Father. Number three is the word Abba. That word Abba literally means Father, because God is not impersonal. God is not disinterested or disconnected. He is right there 
with you. He's right there with you right now. He's in there, in the room with you, right where you are. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15, the Apostle Paul writes this to the church of Rome. He says, you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. You see, for those of you that have placed your faith and trust in Christ, you've received the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. You are now adopted into the family of God. Before believing in Christ, before accepting Jesus as your Savior, you are outside of God's family. The Bible says you're an enemy with God. But when Jesus came into your life, you stepped away from being an enemy and came into his family. You stopped being disconnected and became connected through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit fills your heart with his love, fills your heart with his peace. He marks you with a new identity as a new creation, identifying you as his very own child. So now, instead of a, a just a platitude, you know, trying to acknowledge God as some distant being that you have no relationship with, you can come to him as your heavenly father. Come to him as your intimate relation, as a father who loves you. The Spirit of God that God gives you when you believe in Christ doesn't invoke fear. He doesn't make you a fearful slave. The Spirit of God brings freedom. He delivers you. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's freedom for all who know Christ and trust in Jesus because the presence of God is in you. There's freedom even from fear. He's not distant. He is not a father. He is your father. I think that's something that we need to wrestle with this morning because we can understand that God is a Father. We refer to Him that way. But if you believe in Jesus, you have a relationship with God. He's not just a Father, but He's your Father. And He's a good Father. We just sang about that moments ago, that He is so good. And His goodness is constantly being poured over His children. And when you recognize that God is your Father, then you can also that there are some terms... And there's some identities of God that apply to you as his child. God is your protector. God is your provider. God is your vindicator. God is your shelter. God is your shepherd. Jesus is your confidant. He's who you can tell your problems to. God is your source of peace. God is your guide. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says we need to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Not to believe or lean on our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge Him and He will direct our path. God will direct you where to go. Uh, just this week, again, trying to find groceries. Before we went out the last time, we stopped and we prayed. Like, God, lead us to the things that we need. And lead us to some things maybe that we don't need that we could give to help somebody else out. And by the end of our shopping trip, we had almost everything that we needed. And the next day, God told me exactly where I could go to, to get the last things that we needed. It was, just, it was a comforting thing to know I was being directed by the Lord. God's interested as your father in the most minute and minuscule details of your life. And so if we enter into that place, we can recognize that God is leading us every step of the way. Matthew six twenty six, Jesus says, Look at the birds. They don't plant, they don't harvest, they don't store food in barns, but your Heavenly Father feeds them. Your Heavenly Father feeds them, and aren't you far more valuable than they are? In times like this, we need to remember that the birds are still eating, right? Plants are still getting nourished by the sun, and our Heavenly Father loves us and cares for us far more exceedingly and abundantly than He does even for them.
God wants to provide for us just as he's providing for all of his creation. And so let that be an encouragement to you, that God is with you, he's leading you, he's interested in you, he wants to provide for you, and you can trust him wholeheartedly. And what any good parent, if you think about this, especially in this time in our lives, any good parent would sacrifice their last meal for their children. They would give up so that their children could have what they need. And our Father is doing the very same thing. He gave up His very best. He gave Jesus, His Son, to die on a cross for our sins so that we could not only be saved, forgiven of our sins, and, and adopted into His family, but that He could then pour out everything He has. The Bible says every spiritual blessing is ours through Christ Jesus. Man, God is so good. You believe that? I believe that. And that's an encouragement to my heart this morning. Number four. When we first enter Abba's rest, we get to discover a beautiful gift that God has prepared for us. Rest means refreshing. It means strengthening. It means to cause or permit one to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover or recollect their strength. You can only be refreshed if you were first overcome by trouble. You can only be refreshed, you can only enter rest if you first were overcome by labor and struggle and trial. And this world is a broken world. There's weakness and brokenness. Sin has affected everything. This COVID-19 that we're struggling with is a result, ultimately, of the first sin that was committed way back in the Garden of Eden. But even though God understands our weaknesses, He understands the struggles that we have in this life. He understands that, that we're going to experience brokenness and hurt. He still prepared a rest for us to deliver us from the fear and the anxieties and the worries that we have each and every day. In Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible tells us that there's a rest that God has prepared in eternity in heaven. But it's not just rest for that time when we see Christ face to face. There's a rest that he has for us right in the hill. Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus says this. He says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy loads, and I will give you rest. There's a rest for you today. There's a peace for you today. A peace that will strengthen you. That will give you everything that you need. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Paul, to the church of Philippi, gives us the the, the formula on how to discover that rest. It's a formula on how to go from a place of fear, worry, and anxiety into the perfect rest and peace that God has to provide. And here's what he says. He says, don't worry about anything, but first, instead, first, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He's done. Then, after you have stopped, you've drowned out the noise of negativity, You've first entered into that place that God can speak. It says, then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds everything that you can understand. Anything you can understand. It's a supernatural peace. There, there are times where uh, I've been uh, involved in ministering to people and, and worried about what I think or, or feel if I'd say the right thing. Then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just enters that room. And it's like a peace that takes away all the worry, all the fear, any inadequacy that I'm feeling in that moment. And God has that prepared for everybody during every time when you're afraid. The psalm says, what time I'm afraid I will trust in thee. God is so good to give us peace 
when we first stop and enter into that place of rest. He, that peace exceeds anything we'll underst- we can understand. And it says his peace will guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus, as we live in Christ Jesus. So as we pursue living faithful lives in Christ, as we hold fast to our faith, as we seek the kingdom of God above all else, as we trust in Jesus with our whole heart, as we live life in the Holy Spirit and continue to be obedient, when troubled times come and fear and worry and anxiety be dominate our lives or seem to take over our lives, if we first enter Abba's rest, we'll experience that peace that we can't possibly explain. And it will give us strength. I want to give you uh, an encouraging word from Psalm 46, 9 through 11. It's exactly what we've been talking about today. The psalmist writes this in a song. It's a declarative song. And talking about the Lord, he says, God causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. And I love that because what the psalmist is telling us is that God brings conflict to an end. That this is who God is. He's the conflict stopper. He is the COVID-19 stopper, eradicator. He is the fear demolisher. This is who our God is. And the way that we can begin to enter into that victory that God has appointed for the coming day. Verse 10, he says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Fear gets us all worked up. Anxiety gets us all worked up. Paranoia gets us all worked up. And God says the answer to that is just be still and know that I am God. Calm down. Don't just believe it's true. Don't just think it's true. Believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is in control. God is always good that God has an appointed day of deliverance, salvation, and victory, that God is Lord over all the earth. Be still and know that He is God. God says He'll be honored by every nation. He'll be honored throughout the whole world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. God is with you. God is your fortress. He is your protection. He is your hiding place. Be still and know that He is God. Believers in Jesus Christ can be the calmest, most peaceful people in all the world. Why? Because we belong to God. Because God is our Father. When you're first afraid and feeling anxious, don't be looking for a way out. Don't just keep going your own way. Don't get caught up in the pandemonium of the world and getting caught up in all the latest and and, and Um, extreme updates on all the fear-mongering and things in the news. When you first begin to feel afraid, be still and know that He is God. First, enter Abba's rest, and His peace will guard your heart. I want to leave you with one last passage of Scripture. It's from Paul in the Church of Philippi, Philippians chapter 4, 11-13. This is what Paul says, about a time like this, as he's writing from prison, he's in jail penning these words. And he says this to the church, says, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned that whatever situation I am in, to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to, to abound. In any and every circumstance, the state, or I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Whatever state he was in, he knew the secret to being okay with being content 
with having a lot or having a little, struggling or abounding. And that was the peace of God that passes all understanding. He recognized that when struggles come, that when you first enter Abba's rest, you'll experience that peace. And what does that peace do? It gives you strength. And we, children of God, can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. I want you to say that with me. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You believe that? It's so true. It's so true. And I, I just sense the Spirit of God in this room here. Just He wants to impart that into you that no matter what we face in the coming days, right, first, enter Abba's rest. Get into His presence. Drown out that noise. And God's peace is going to flood your heart. And you'll have the strength to get through. And you'll not be riddled with anxiety and, and, and be making missteps because of rash decisions. You know, a national state of emergency is not a state of emergency for the children of God because we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Maybe you're here watching online and, and I, I, I'm so excited that you joined us. I'm thankful that you took the time out to listen and to engage with us. But maybe there's never been in your life where you haven't begun a relationship with God. There, there wasn't a time where you said, you know what, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to experience that peace that you're talking about, Pastor Joey. I, I want to experience that, that peace that, that you're saying, and I've never experienced that before. I don't, I don't know that I even have a relationship with God, but I want one. I want to know that I'm God's child. I want to know that if I were to pass away, I'd go to heaven, and I want to have that security that you're talking about. Well, the Bible's very clear. If you want a relationship with God, it's very simple. Jesus did all the work for us. He died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead so that we could be saved. He did all the difficult work, and all he asks of us is simply to turn away from our sins, to repent of our sins. And we've all made mistakes. Every one of us has made mistakes. And God simply wants us to acknowledge that we need him. So we repent by saying, God, forgive us of our sins. We're not going to live like that anymore. We're going to live for your honor and glory. And then the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart, God's raised him from the dead, you're, you'll be saved. The Holy Spirit of God will come and make his home in your heart. So right now, right now, I want to encourage you to call on the name of Jesus. I'm going to lead you into a prayer that you could pray right where you are. The Bible says you've got to speak it out. You've got to confess him with your mouth. So declare this right where you are and pray this out loud. And follow this prayer. Repeat this prayer with me. And if you believe in your heart what you're saying, you're praying it as if you're praying it to God. I know that God's going to do a powerful work in your life this morning. So why don't you pray with me? Why don't you say, Father in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I know I've sinned. And I'm sorry that I've sinned. Please forgive me. I turn away from that lifestyle now. And I give my heart fully to you. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe he rose again. And today, I declare Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. From all of us at Vertical Life Church, we want to say thank you for listening. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please consider making a tax-deductible donation 
to www.blchurch.tv forward slash give. Thank you and God bless.